Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I want you to get the understanding of this prayer. This morning, 2,000 years later, we sit, listen, we sit in the expanded territory that they prayed for. That's why we're in this building, because they were bold enough to ask God to expand their borders. Now, what will we do for our generation? Are we praying to God for the right things? The Christian walk is a walk of faith. It's a dependent lifestyle. The enemy does not want us to pray prayers that would enlarge our territory, God's territory. The more we invade Satan's territory, the more he wants to destroy us. We should pray that God keeps us from evil or harm. We want to enjoy God's power and protection. If we're enlarging our territories and invading into Satan's, then we better be praying for God's protection. As we will see in today's message, God granted Jabez's prayer, which makes it a good prayer. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 14, verse 4, for our continuing study entitled, Proverbs and the Prayer of Jabez. In those days, an ox was used to plow the fields so there'd be a crop. Now, if there was going to be a crop, what would happen? Eventually, there'd be food, and you could sell some of that food for money. Now, yet doing that, if you have an ox... And he's in the barn at night. Are there any little patties on the floor? And I'm not talking about these patties. Are there any little, you know, (laughs) field muffins? Are there? That comes from an ox. you got to feed the ox. So, in other words, in the barn are going to be what? Messes. And you say, well, I don't like messes. Well, then fine. If there's no ox, the barn will always be clean and what? Spotless. Wonderful. But then there means, with that, is what's going to happen? There's no harvest, there's no food, and there's no money. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, what are you talking about? Simply this. In our lives, if we're going to get involved with people and work hard, there's going to be lots of messes. People are messy. They bring problems. More people, more problems. But with that comes life. By the way, I can be a mess myself. Can't you? Just say yes, I know you. Yes, yes. With life, see, just this last week, we had 500 kids in VBS. 
Look at, look at the artwork. All the neat stuff. Just beautiful. And the whole stage was incredible. Some of you come in this church this morning and say, wait, put that up. That's going to leave a mark on the wall up there. Why'd you put that stuff up there? Who cares? And you go over and you need to just go over to the building. You see all of these things that the kids had. And you go out here and you see the playground and dirt and the chips are everywhere and there's hand marks on the wall. You say, man, I want a spotless church. Well, we try to keep it spotless, but when there's kids, there's messes. What would you rather have? A sterile environment or 500 kids full of life? When we do our youth thing and building the great backyard thing there for the volleyball, and all, you say, well, I'd rather have a picnic table out there than have kids playing basketball during the week and all this stuff. What good is that? What good is that? See, if, if your mindset's that you're in the wrong church, get your mind straight. Where there is an ox, there's messes, but there's life. When we get involved with people, it's going to be life. God helps us clean up the mess. We're a mess ourselves. Just turn to your neighbor and say you're a mess. Just go ahead and tell them. Just tell them. You're a mess. It is the mess. You know that. You see, fear will paralyze us. It will keep us from, from stepping out and doing what God wants. Don't be afraid to step out and trust God. Pray for God to expand your influence, your responsibilities, your opportunities. God often directs us outside our box, outside our comfort zone, to cause us to trust Him. Don't live life with regrets this morning. Remember what I said to you earlier? If you knew you couldn't fail, what would you attempt for God? Some of you are so afraid of failure that it's paralyzed you. And because of that, you will die with great regrets. You have a desire to do this for God. Even small, going to your neighbor and inviting him over for a barbecue. What are you have this desire, but you're just afraid to do it. You'll die with regrets. Don't do that. Where God guides, he provides. Every area of our life needs to be under the control of God. Thinking the bottom line is people. How, how do I get involved in the lives of people? How do I invite more people here to fellowship? Well, what if they refuse to come? So what? What if they come? They've got so many problems in their life. So what? God is bigger than their problems. Remember Jabez, a pain that was turned into a man? It was full of integrity. William Carey has two great statements. He says this, expect great things for God, then attempt great things for God. I like it. Expect it and attempt it. Number three, third part of Jabez's prayer is this. Let your hand be with me. Enjoy God's presence and provision. Turn to Proverbs fifteen thirty-three. You see, Jabez knew one thing. As he's praying for God to expand him in his influence, he knew he was in trouble if God didn't go with him. Jabez understood the necessity and the availability of God's hand on his life. Now, the only way that you and I will be useful for God is if we understand the term humility. That's what Proverbs 15, 33 says, the fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom and humility comes before honor. Humility enables us to view God as important and see us as simply his servants. Humility allows me to have courage to go for it because I know I'm not going for it by myself. I'm going for it with God. When you attempt great things for God, you will absolutely know that you need God's hand on you. When you teach a class, 
when you begin to expand, you can't do it in your own strength. That's what God's all about. Remember, the Christian walk is a walk of faith. It's simply a dependent lifestyle. If you read Wilkerson's book, if you read anything in the Bible, it's always encouraging us to depend upon God. God is not a stockbroker who I can just go to and put my trade in for the day. God wants us to be dependent on him. You see, when God opens up these new doors of opportunity for us, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be so great that if God doesn't show up, we are right on our face. But he'll show up because he led us to do it. I told the guys this weekend, sometimes when I think about this fellowship, 25, 2700 people, I cry. This is not a job for me or the elders of the pastor. This, this is our life. See, you will spend eternity somewhere. Now, I have a part in that. You have the greater part. Certainly God has the greatest. But I have a part in that. And sometimes I don't even want to get up here. Because in my heart I know, if I'm going to do what God wants, I have to have his hand on me. Otherwise I'm flat in my face. Now it's no different for you. When God leads you to begin to do things for him, he better show up. Or we're pretty miserable. But he will show up. So when you do this, Jabez says, God, now you're going to expand this land. You better show up. Will he show up? Yes. That's God's nature. We we learn Wednesday night. If you haven't come on Wednesday night, start coming on Wednesday night. You'll love it. We learn Wednesday night that God chose a nobody and made him a somebody. Do you know that God chose 12 disciples? One didn't make it. And he used those disciples who were nobodies to become somebodies. He he put in front of them this expanse that, wow, wow. And the nobodies became somebodies for God. They were still nobodies. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a nobody. Smile, right? When you say that, smile. (laughs) Smile. See, See, you've learned some good things this morning. You've learned you're a mess and you've learned you're a nobody. I put on the overhead something that should challenge all of us. Can you imagine what God can do with 2,000 nobodies? Can you imagine? In Brevard County. The fourth part of this prayer is simply this. Keep me from evil or from harm or from causing harm. Enjoy God's power and protection. Turn to Proverbs chapter 2. You see, the minute we expand our boundaries, our opportunities, we go next door to our neighbors, We begin praying for our neighbors. We pray for the person at work. We invite them to church. We get them on the phone. And we have them over. We begin to develop a friendship with those people that are lost. The minute we do that, do you know whose territory we've invaded? Satan's. And the minute you invade Satan's territory, he's angry. So when I do this, Jabez knew this. He said, when I get ready to do what you want me, God, I know the earth is Satan's. So I'm going to invade his territory. The more we invade Satan's territory, the more he wants to destroy us. You say, well, I guess we have to go in fear. No, you go in God's power and protection. We discover all of a sudden that life is not a playground. It's a battlefield. We discover that when we want to do great things for God, spiritual warfare is going to definitely increase. Some of you are already saying, forget praying this prayer. No, this is what life's all about. The moment Jesus was baptized at the age of 30. 
and filled with the power. Satan knew that he was going to just turn the nation of Israel upside down. What's the first thing that happened? 40 days of spiritual warfare. Did Jesus overcome? It says he came back in the power of the Spirit. How? God's protection, God's power. Now in Proverbs, it tells us this. Chapter 2, verse 7. He holds victories, uh, circle that word, in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards, circle that word, the course of the just and protects, circle that word, the way of his faithful ones. I hope you see those three words. There is victory in store for me every time when God guards my course and he protects my way. Now you take God out of the picture, you can cross out the word Victory. With God in it, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So it's absolutely going to happen in my life. Now, why do I need this protection? Because I still have a sin nature. Satan knows in me how to tempt me. He knows how to tempt you. He knows how to get some of you. Some of you here this morning, and you're just depressed. He knows how to just play your mind. Some of you are discouraged. He knows exactly how to do that. Some of you are pretty cocky this morning. He knows exactly. You say, well, Pastor Mike, I don't feel bad at all. I'm, I feel just perfectly fine in my life being in this spiritual rut. Hmm. Who's giving you that comfortable feeling? It ain't me. It's Satan. Now, what are the weapons we have? The Word of God, the Holy Spirit, and obviously prayer. And this is one of those little prayers. That's a powerful weapon. Jabez said this, keep me from harm or keep me from, from causing harm so that I will be free from pain or from causing pain. What does that mean? It means this. There's a great reason for you and I to pray that God would keep us from going into sin. Because when I go into sin, here's two ways I cause pain to God and others. Number one, if I go into sin, if I sin and give into my, my, my old sensual nature, then I hurt God, I cause pain to God. I could cause pain to my spouse. I could cause pain to you. Think of this this morning. What if next week I had to get up in front of you and say, I failed morally? Would there be any pain in this body? Would it be more than my pain? Would there be any pain to this community? Would there be any pain to God? It's exactly the same thing happens in your life. So Jabez says, man, in his warfare, I don't want to bring pain to people's lives. I, I remember what it was like when I was called a pain. But I don't want to bring any more pain. And I pray that, God, I don't want to bring pain to people. Now, if it's pain... To get you to get the ox moving, that's okay. The second kind of pain that we can bring to people's lives is this. You leave this morning. You say, thanks for the nice prayer. I like it. I'll pray it. I'm going to pray for some neat things in my life. About this salvation jazz, sharing with my neighbors, getting people to come to Christ. Forget it. Do you know what you just caused in your unsafe friends and coworkers' lives? Pain. Do you know how long that pain will last? Forever. I don't want to cause that kind of pain. So in this warfare, I have to have God saying to me, get rid of this selfish nature, Balmer. Quit thinking about yourself, Balmer. And start praying for the lost around you. The last part of verse 10 is a powerful verse back in Chronicles. You don't have to go there. If you happen to have your finger there, just notice what it says. And God granted the request. See, people complain about this prayer, but this prayer could not have been wrong because the book of James says, if we ask wrongly, God will not answer. The Bible says that God granted the request. Quickly, we got a second. Turn to Acts chapter 4. Give you one more key, quickly. Jabez's prayer was powerful. 
It was a great prayer. It ministered. But it is just one of many prayers. But the prayers through the Bible have this continuity. They have these these strings of theology that match. Well, in Acts chapter 4, the church is brand new in Jerusalem. The disciples are filled with God's power. They're sharing Jesus. Their message is turning the world upside down. The leaders of the church come to Peter and John and they say this, Stop speaking that name. The name's causing us a hassle. This Christian stuff is destroying our dead religion. Cut it out. Well, look at their response. Look at the prayer. And it's a very similar prayer to the prayer of Jabez. Acts 4.29. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great, what? Boldness. In other words, oh, God, just to protect us now, keep us from getting harmed anymore. Get those guys out of my life. I'll be quiet, God. Help us. Give us a safe environment. No. They said, Lord, you know their threats. Man, we know them. And you enable us to speak with boldness. What were they praying for? Keep us from harm. We need your power and protection. They were praying the prayer of Jabez. The same principles. And God, we, we want to expand the kingdom for you. To do that, we have to what? Speak. Some of you have been taught the, the way you bring people to Christ is totally by your life. That's wrong. You do bring them by your lifestyle. But sometimes you have to open your mouth. So they said, we have to tell the message. The world doesn't know the message. So to do that, we know you need your protection. Look at verse 30. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the, whole, through the name of your holy servant Jesus. In other words, there's that prayer of Jabez, the same kind of principles again. God, keep your hand on us. Expand our opportunities in kingdom. Verse 31. After they prayed, the place where they were shaken, where were they meeting was shaken, and they all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Notice, this prayer required God's hand on each of them, or they would have failed. Did God answer their prayer? How did he answer this prayer? And I want you to think about this this morning. Here's how God answered prayer. Listen. God enabled them to speak boldly, and for the next 30 years, these nobodies turned their whole world, what? Upside down. These nobodies became somebodies for God only. They were still nobodies in the world. But they were powerful somebodies for God. And do you know what part of that turning it upside down was about? Persecution, trials, and death. But they prayed, God, you give us a boldness. You keep your hand on us. You bless us so we can bless others. And you just expand this territory. I want you to get the understanding of this prayer. This morning, 2,000 years later, we sit, listen, we sit, in the expanded territory that they prayed for. That's why we're in this building. Because they were bold enough to ask God to expand their borders. Now what will we do for our generation? What will you do for your generation? But for that prayer to be effective, one thing has to happen. You have to be a Christian. You have to be related to God, your Heavenly Father. You have to have a personal relationship with him. I want you to think about this. I'm going to do something different this morning, but I think it's important. As we start praying this prayer, plus many of other prayers, the Lord's Prayer, the prayers of Paul, prayers in the Old Testament, just start praying the prayer. Go for it. Develop your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Some of you this morning do not have a relationship with God. 
you know about God, but you don't know God. And for me to pray this prayer over you, and by the way, I'm not special. It's just God instructed me to pray it over us, myself included. To make this prayer effective in your life, you have to have a relationship with God, your Heavenly Father. Well, how does that happen? One way. You have to come to a say, in some point in your life, you say this, God, I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me my sins. I want to know you. I realize now you created me. You created me to know you. I thought I could get there with good works. But now I see it's going to take your son, Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for me. Do you know that God, in essence, filled the prayer of Jabez? I mean, he gave it. Why shouldn't he fill it? How did he fill it? By sending his son, who expanded the borders of the world. That's why we're blessed this morning. Through Jesus' death, he blesses others. Here's what I can offer you this morning. If you'll admit you're a sinner, if you'll admit you need God, if you'll pray this prayer privately in your seat with me just before we pray this prayer over you, I can, here's what I can offer you through God. Complete forgiveness of your sin. Doesn't matter what you've done in your past. It'll be wiped out. You get a brand new start. You might have been a pain all your life. God's going to change you today. Third, the absolute guarantee of heaven. This is not a joke. This is the most serious part of the whole teaching. In the next two minutes, life and death is making up its mind in this room. In a moment, hundreds of Christians are going to be praying for you. Now, there's someone that's against you this morning, and that's Satan. And he's trying you to, to say to you just this, just relax, keep it to yourself. You don't need to make this move, but you need to make this move. I caution you, if God's spoken to your heart, make the move this morning. How are you going to make the move? Here's how we're going to do it. Listen, in a moment, we're all going to pray. During that prayer, I'm going to ask you, if you want to pray with me, the sinner's prayer, right in your seat, you know whether God's spoken to you. You just raise your hand. Nobody will know. I'll know. And after I see the hands, then I'm going to lead you in a prayer. You're going to pray privately and quietly right in your seat. You say, can God change my life like that? Oh, yes. Can he? Man, that's why we're here. Last night, people's lives changed like that. God's with them. You need God. Now, maybe you brought a friend this morning. And you don't know if they're saved. You don't know whether they're a believer. While I'm praying, just say to them quietly, if you'd like to pray, I encourage you to do that. You can't force them. But the greatest thing a friend can do, other than invite them here, is to encourage them to accept Jesus Christ. Christians are praying for you. Now, as I get ready to pray the prayer of Jabez over us, those of us that are Christians, it's for you. Think about what I said at the beginning. If you knew you couldn't fail... What would you attempt from God? I believe God's going to... You start praying this prayer plus all the other prayers. Pray it in balance. Now, if you leave this morning and say, Man, i got a way to get my Cadillac. Get the tape because you've blown it. This is a very popular prayer throughout our world. Get the tape. Show the balance of a loving Heavenly Father. Are you ready to battle? Pastor Mark told us that when we ask God to enlarge our territory, we make Satan angry. The more we invade Satan's territory, the more he wants to destroy us. But we have the weapons that we will need to go into this battle. They are the Word of God, the Holy Spirit living in us, and prayer. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 4005. And the title of this message is Proverbs and the Prayer of Jabez. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is 4005. And the title of this message is Proverbs and the Prayer of Jabez. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we continue to become wiser through our study in Proverbs. We will look at the work ethic of ants and how Solomon tells us we should look at their example. This should be a very interesting study as we look at these little creatures who can teach us so much about working. Pastor Mark will teach us about the lazy and the sluggards. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for living 